your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, have you noticed the new street art on Toll Cottage's facade in Limerick as you enter the city along Thoman Bridge? The mural reads, There is an aisle taken from the anthem of Shannon Rugby Club. It's large white lettering over an abstract orange and blue background. And former Limerick councillor and art teacher Tom Short is not happy with this particular work and he joins me now to explain why. And you're welcome, Tom. Good morning to you. Uh, Good morning to you, Joe. So outline your views then on this piece of art. Well, to pick up on something you said there in the introduction that, like, you know, people might see it as they're going in over the bridge, uh, over Toman Bridge, and, I mean, how long does it take to cross Toman Bridge? Maybe maybe a minute, maybe 30 seconds. Um, and, um, but uh, for people who live in Tomengate, uh, which is where I live, I live directly, almost directly across from the mural. I mean, we're looking at it 24-7, 365. Well, about 120 days so far, and I hope it stays, uh, you know, I think it's outstayed its welcome already. But, um... The issue is, uh, I did I did send a piece to the Post uh, newspaper there during the week, and um, uh, well, it happened sort of overnight. The, one of the major issues is there was absolutely no consultation whatsoever. Like, uh, despite a press release from uh, TUS, like uh, Limerick School of Art, stroke the, the new university, that uh, there was consultation. I've got it in writing from Limerick City Council through a Freedom of Information request that there was no. They definitively, there was no, they have no evidence of any any public consultation. Well, we knew that in Tomaget because the first we knew about it was it went up. And when you have, now let's just stop for a minute. What is this mural, a mural uh, artwork? Um, and and I have backed street artists in the past, and I have a, you know, I've I had a track record in that area. I particularly liked when they had a place down the dock road here where. They, lads could just do what they wanted to do on the wall. I think that's, we should have that in the city and, and we should have street art. But it needs to be good street art. This is a massive sign, right? It's signage rather than art. So we need to get our distinctions correct as to what exactly is it. These are, if anybody else in the city put this up, the council would be there within hours to tell them it had to go. But, but the difficulty here is that the council is both the developer and the planning authority. And therein is the dilemma that one part of the council gave another part of the council um, the permission to put this up. And I've, I've also asked another uh, uh, freedom of information question request on the issue of the planning permission. And the answers I've got back are extremely vague. I've asked them straight out, is it exempt from planning permission? And uh, they say no. And then I say, what is its planning status? And they they don't tell you it's exempt from from planning, so their own kind of thinking around it, I think, is very muddled themselves. But as to what impact it has, uh, that is, as I said in the piece in the post during the week, the most sensitive location in the city as regards the um, uh, architectural heritage and history of Limerick. In fact, it's the classic view of Limerick. You will see it in a number of paintings in the Limerick City Gallery uh, by various artists over the years, because. Um, you have there King John's Castle, obviously, but you also have n- not one but four separate structures designed by the famous Payne Brother architects in the 1820s and 30s. This is one of the reasons I went to live there, to look at all of that. And then suddenly planked in the centre of it is a massive piece of work uh, that came out of nowhere. And it is as if it has no respect for the buildings around it. It 
it completely ignores that there's a palette of colours there, for example. You know, there's the greys of the stonework and so on. And it prides itself on almost, almost drowning out those buildings. It prides itself on being super loud, super sized and so on. And there is an issue with lettering. That lettering, so there's no, you know, it's, it's lettering really. Um, it is inclined to grab your attention, lettering. You always go to read something where there's letters. These are giant-sized letters. This is much bigger than anything you'll see out on a motorway, right? And um, and as I said, and strangely, the Limerick City Council is at the moment engaged in a project to declutter Limerick City from obsolete signage. And this is a problem I have with the City Council and with the art school, that they don't seem to know what the right hand is doing and what the left hand is doing. Is it then the context, the physical context of the art or the art itself that you have an issue with? Well, uh, that and that's a complex question, um, but it might be good to scroll back to where we were before this was erected. There was a life there for, I'm living, looking at that particular place for the last 34 years, looking across from Tongate. And for 34 years, because I believe it was there when I moved in there in 1989, and that's not today or yesterday, but um, the the four houses maybe weren't very long since people lived in them when I moved in, and they had done something that was actually quite clever. They knew they were boarding up the houses, but they got art students maybe from the art school, whoever it was, some artists, to, and they painted each house separately, and they did the windows over the steel shutters that would be on the doors or the windows, and they painted little things like a cat sitting in the window or a bunch of flowers in the window. And it kind of worked. It was what I would call low-key, right? So it was low-key, and as a result, and they actually looked like four houses. Now, what does anybody want there? The houses done up, restored, rebuilt, families living in them again, or whatever, you know, a, a, a positive, sensitive development. But this massive giant sign is too much. It's in your face. It takes over and it drowns out the most amazing architecture of, as I say, the Payne brothers. Uh, the, the, the Villiers Arms Houses is the first one from left to right. Then there's the Protestant um, St. Munchen's Church. Um, and there's something really, really interesting that happened at that location just within the last 12 months. And it looked like somebody really cared about the place. Trees had grown. Um, you know, you'll often get debate about trees that are planted and they suddenly become massive. Like, you know, but there was a row of trees in front of the Villiers Arms houses and they actually completely hid it from view. But it must have been Limerick City Council came along and pruned them now way back and suddenly... People in the Villiers Arms houses could see the river and people on the river or, or across the river could see the Villiers Arms houses and that is one of the most spectacular buildings in the city. Right. Uh, we're chatting to former Limerick councillor and art teacher Tom Short and, and this work that he's uh, referring to um, the new street art on Toll Cottages facade in Limerick uh, as you enter the city along Thomond Bridge. Now, you know far better than I do that art is ultimately subjective. And some people love and some people hate certain types of art. Um, and, and that's kind of the point, I mean, isn't it, to generate I, 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 debate around these things? Y- yes and no. Um, there's standards in every field. I mean, you have to uh, 
listen to your audience. You have to gauge the standard of what you're doing in the work. Everybody does. And it's no different in the world of art. And that's one of the problems I have with this as well, is that I believe I, I have two things. I've, I've come up with a couple of titles for this. It's, it's, it's an example of what I call hit-and-run artists. The artists arrived, they hit the wall, and they ran. They were gone. They're, they have no relationship with the place. None of them live to where they have to look at it. It's also kind of fast art. Like, it, it happened. It's... Uh, it's not, and as we know but, about... But should, that can't be a criterion, though, can it? That someone has to live in an area for 10 years before they do a piece of art. Well, well no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm just saying you need to build a relationship with the, the location. So I'm back to really what I really wanted to get at there. Was, uh, and there is a university behind the development of this piece, and universities stand on their standards of research design and development. It's a, it's, it really is what they should be about. And I believe that there was practically no research went into this. And um, uh, as a result, uh, the design that was arrived at is extremely simplistic. And I'm going to give you two quick points to answer exactly what you asked me. One, it has no painterly qualities. The use of paint, uh, go and look at the famous artist, Conor Harrington, who emerged from Limerick, Limerick School of Art and Design. And he's a street artist. He works all over the world. And you'll see the most amazing paint effects in his work. And there's none of those there. You, as regards working with lettering... Um, we have one of the greatest experts in a handwritten lettering in the country. That's Tom Collins in the city. If the, and so if you were to judge this, this is the most elementary type of lettering. It's absolutely simplistic. It was designed on a laptop and then all its faults are shown up when it's blown up on a huge wall of this scale. Because as you point out, I mean, you're, you're not anti the concept of murals. And even yeah. yesterday I was coming in along Mulgrave Street and uh, on the left-hand side coming in, there's the Dodo Redden uh, yeah. mural yeah. that lots yeah. of people really love, yeah. uh, for yeah. example. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think maybe it looks as though it may have been touched up a little um, uh, yeah. recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the idea of it... Can be absolutely fab, can't it? I, as I said to you, I, I, I totally, I, I, I spoke up for street arts in this uh, city mm. when they were being, when they were being prosecuted by Limerick City Council. I think it's, it, it is. At the same time, we also have to respect for architecture as architecture, and our, our, our uh, buildings shouldn't just be seen as backdrops or canvases for painters. Um, we need to also respect buildings, but there's the, another issue. There was we need to respect the audience, like you know. Somebody might have to live with this, as I say, twenty four seven. Like you know, and you're, you'd like to, and and the artists should say to themselves, well, would they like to live with it for twenty four seven? Do you get me? Is there any prospect of the cottages being brought back into use? Well, uh, well, now here's another issue uh, that you've put your finger on something now very interesting. That is actually the site of a national monument. That is, the, the houses are built on the walls of Limerick, on the very line of them, and I reckon now from the kind of bit of research I've been doing about it, that that's probably what has slowed up development on the site because when you deal with a site like that, you have to carry out extensive archaeological digs and excavations. So, um, but, but, but so, so that probably is is why it's slow seeing what might happen. Because there. it's your yeah. view that people could live there again, yeah? Well, people did live there, so um, you know we're in a housing crisis and wanting people, and we have a philosophy as a city of wanting people back living in the city. So uh, where hmm. better than literally? Because uh, I live, live opposite it, and it's a great place <laughs> to live. So. As you say, you have to look at this, and you're clearly not happy with it. What about your neighbours? 
Well, um, I, I, there are people who are very unhappy with it. That, that uh, You know, it's always dangerous when you start. I'm going to speak for myself and others might speak for themselves in time. Um, but, uh, you know, I have a history of being willing to go on the media, etc. and argue some issue. Some people are a little bit quieter and they don't necessarily want to put their head over the parapet. But uh, there's definitely somebody like myself because I restored and... But, but I mean, anecdotally, uh, you're, you're, oh, oh, you're, sorry. Oh, is, I know of people, yeah, yeah. and I've spoken to them. Yeah. Yes, who are quite unhappy with it, you and, know, and would they be are, largely in agreement. So they wouldn't necessarily have your deep interest in art, well, but they would largely mm, agree. Well, with people your, who have made major commitments to houses that they've renovated and restored, and I mean, that is a major part of one's life when one puts one's blood, sweat, and tears into a house. And I put, I did that with a particularly old house in in Tomagate uh, as a contribution. You know, look for myself, but I. I it's a nice thing to do as well. And I know somebody else who's done exactly the same and feels very aggrieved that overnight the uh, work of uh, people who have put years into buildings is kind of, uh, you know, cheapened, devalued um, uh, by, by this intrusion in, in their environment and landscape without any consultation. Tom Shortman, is there any prospect of this being removed? Well, I am hopeful because I have written to everybody concerned. I'm, I'm waiting. I've written to one important person in the process on the 22nd of June and I have no response yet. And I'll be writing to them again and again and again. And I've asked for meetings. I've asked them to come over and see it from the perspective of people in Tomgate who, who have to live with it. And, um, uh, uh, and, and I'm waiting. And, and I do believe, I agree with you, in that process of talk to the people concerned. And I'll tell you a quick story, Joe. I was involved in painting a mural once myself that people didn't like. And in 48 hours, we had painted over and we said, fair enough. Yeah, you don't like it. it just remind uh, us of that. No, it was in Skull Carmel when I worked in Skull Carmel. And we, we were going through a difficult place period when we were trying to save the place and we were trying all sorts of things. And we had Rory Quinn coming as the minister to the place. And I thought this might be a good backdrop for a photograph. And then some of the other teachers felt, no, you got it wrong there. And we had a meeting. And I said, fair enough. Uh, I'm not going to push on with it against your wishes. If you don't identify it with it, we'll do something else. And we did something else. Right. And in the so, Domingate example, if it were painted over, would you be willing to see something else there? Well, as I said to you, we lived for, for over 30 years with another form of artwork and suddenly they came in and said, oh, that's not good enough. We have a better idea. But everybody was happy with what was there for 30 years. So that's you'd what, like to see it restored well, to what was know, there previously? You know one of the great words that's in vogue at the moment, Joe, is reimagine something, right? Okay. And uh, I believe they could come along and go back to that idea of, and this was one of the fundamental mistakes, to run the four houses into one. That was one of the fundamental mistakes. They didn't see what that was going to do. It was going to produce this massive billboard, right? You don't even have them out in the motorway, right? And um, so the point is, if they were treated as individual houses, which is what they are, mm. um, and then what was nice about that was a kind of domestic kind of sense of people living there, even though they weren't, but it was a memory of the people who had lived there, and it was hopeful that there would be people that back there again, right? Is there any possibility that if you left it as it is today, that 50 years from now, somebody would say, what an extraordinary genius that is unbelievable and it becomes treasured art because that can happen too the probably the problem is there wasn't a genius involved well, that's no, your, that's no a, sorry there wasn't because there was it was a it was art by committee it was group work and group work by its nature in the world of art when you mention famous paintings or if it's Gornica in Madrid by by 
Picasso or if it's the sunflowers in London by Van Gogh, it's done by one person who takes control and takes responsibility and somebody with real skill and vision. So I believe everything was diluted here. I think it was hurried. I think there was a lot of problems of a structural nature from in terms of education and so on from the point of view of a university and also of a local authority. And these are the person, people we look to to set standards and to achieve standards. And I believe in this case they failed. Uh, and I, I, so and I'm sorry to be pointing this out. I, you know, I, I know. And I if mean, a masterpiece had been there, created there, I'd be in to celebrate it. Right. Um, how worried are you that 12 months from now you'll be looking at this no, I have, uh, you know, look, okay, we, none of us have, uh, you know, uh, uh, see into the future like that. But um, look, we, uh, but uh, we, t- we say, uh, like, I, I live in Limerick. I've lived in Limerick since, uh, I've lived in Limerick now for over 40 years, 45 years. Um, it's a process. Uh, all how we, I want to live for, uh, for, for my children, my grandchildren. I want a city that, that is nice to live in and where decisions are taken the right way. You know, with consultation, with proper consultation. And, um, you know, uh, I think this is linked to other issues as well. I think there are a lot of stresses in that particular part of the city. We have scrambler bikes tearing up and down the streets and it's like completely out of control. We have jet skiers joyriding in the river and it's way out of control. We have a big drugs problem. We have break-ins into people's houses and then you put poor more stress on people and you're not sensitive to their stresses that are there already. So I think this is... And I met a woman last night and she said something to me. She said, they're only papering over the cracks. And I, that's exactly when I heard it. I said, well, I, that's what I was thinking. But I was delighted to hear it from somebody else. Right. So finally, Tom Short, you know, you uh, were uh, in active politics. Um, I think people listening this morning can still hear your passion, even in the answer you've just given. Uh, would you have a cut at the directly elected mayor? No, I, I wouldn't because I know what's involved. Um, uh, I'm, I'm actually working as arts officer for the Irish Prison, Prison Education Service. And I go in and out of every prison in the country uh, promoting the arts and it's very satisfying and I'm very happy in my job um, in fact I'm bringing a big exhibition to uh, Limerick City Gallery next February and I hope lots of people go to see it by uh, Eddie Cahill who's a brother of the general uh, in Dublin and who became a painter out of education in prisons and is a great great artist and it just shows how art has a fantastic role in society and in people's lives it can transform people's lives I work at that, as it so happens. I'm very happy. And it's a huge undertaking to take on. Yeah, uh, uh, maybe if I was 15 years younger or 20 years younger or something. But, you know, yeah, uh, But uh, everybody to their own. But I do think we need to speak out on local issues. When it's where you live yourself, um, you have to speak out and you have to say, this is what I think, and contribute to that debate and hopefully to solutions that we'll all be happy with. Tom Short, good to see you. Um, let us know how you get on with that, but also come back to us in the run-up to that exhibition to talk more we, about we the will. work you're now doing. I which is, indeed. I think people are very interested to yes. hear about, and then the specific exhibition uh, as well. And we thank you for your time this morning. Your views, your news, your-